0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Friday, April 2nd, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen, joined once again by Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and he's back just in time for a full 10-game slate in NBA DFS, and we're going to build a two-brains-are-better-than-one GPP lineup on FanDuel. Coach, are you ready?
1: I am very ready. I'd You know, yesterday focused a little more on opening day baseball. That really paid off for our members. We had a a really fun start to the season. So that was cool. But you know me, I'm I'm a basketball basketball guy true true and through. So I could not wait to get back on here. And this
0: is what you call a juicy slate. Tons of news, great games. This is gonna be fun. Yeah, I joked on the solo podcast yesterday that you were gonna take the rest of the weekend off and focus on baseball. After a big ah. basketball win that you had on Wednesday, but here you are. I think our listeners probably saw it right through that and knew you'd be back in the saddle here on Friday. But <laughs> but yeah, well, great. I, I'll tell you what, I had a
1: pretty, pretty uh premium April Fool's Day though. I got <laughs> several people, uh, including our our man Josh with uh baseball. He was freaking out. A couple of our medic uh medicated B, one of our members, a couple other members that had a lot of fun with it. I tried to get you, but you saw through it, so I think the fact that we talk seven days out of seven, uh, you probably know me pretty good when I'm uh, trying to stretch one. So
0: yeah, you had me a little bit on one of the golf ones, but then after oh, that, after okay. that, I was I was on my toes and ready for you. So I'll uh, take this small victory. That maybe, works. Yeah. Well, we're going to go for some big victories here today. So let's do it. Let's go one at a time here. Ten game slate. Start us off with that seven o'clock game.
1: Yep. Yep. No late start today. So we've got the 7 p.m. first game. It is the only game at uh, the first click there. It's Golden State at Toronto. We have Toronto a two and a half point favorite and a 223 over under. And those lines are brought to us by our partners at betus.com.pa. Best book in the business. We've got Golden State on the second night of a back to back. And obviously, you know, with the Curry's injury recently, he is questionable and becomes a big, uh, you know, big point in this game to watch very closely. On the Portland side, Hood is out. Uh, I'm sorry, on the Toronto side. I want to say Portland because I think he's still there. But on the Raptors side, it's hard to wrap yourself around that Norman Powell and uh, Hood and Gary Trent Jr. It's very odd. yep. I got to tell you this. I know we're on a tight schedule today, but it's too coincidental to be an incredible stat. Do you know that uh, Gary Trent Sr. was drafted by Portland and he, four years and 19 days into his career, he was traded to the Toronto Raptors. Gary Trent Jr. was drafted by Portland four years, 19 days. No to way. the day, no was way. traded to the Raptors. That is incredible. I swear to God. It is the craziest thing I've ever heard, coincidental wise, Uh, almost an impossibility. But there you go. So there's the great quiz of the day. Um, All right, let's talk about pace in this game because it's important. Fourth and tenth, you gotta love that defense. You know, ninth for Golden State, but they've been hovering. Uh, Toronto's still down in 18th, so you know, below average defense, pretty consistently all year. So. My question here, Andrew, and I'll go. I know we have lots of games to do today, but I do have one question for you. Toronto's eighteen and thirty. They sat, you know, uh, Lowry, Lowry the last game, yeah. And there's talk about shutting him down. There's this and that. Twelve games under five hundred. Is this is Toronto going to make a push,
0: or are they just sort of mailing it in at this point? What do you think? That's a great question, and I'm not ready to answer it yet. They may not know themselves. Okay. But I'm, I'm going to be looking pretty closely here at the next week and, yeah. and see what develops and then see if Lowry comes back. But with this new play-in system, uh, there's still plenty of the time for them to secure their spot and and be dangerous in the playoffs. So I'm not ready to write them off yet.
1: Yeah, you know, that's the truth. If it was the old system where you didn't have those extra teams getting in, uh, I would think at some point they just want to say, this has been a nightmare season. We're not even in our home court. Let's just mail in. But you know, we've we've really taken Raptors a lot this year. I mean, Lowry, Van Vliet have been good to us and Powell before he left, you know, Trent Jr. on ananobi has been really successful uh, in spots and certainly Siakam has been a big play for us. So what do we look for in this game? I mean, you know, I am going to assume like you that these teams are going to go out there and play and, and go after it. And uh, you know, I, for right now, I'm going to rule Curry in. We'll see how it goes as the day goes uh, on. But you know, I sort of like Curry in this spot. I like uh, Fred Van Vliet in this spot again. And I know that's chasing points a little bit. And, but, and his price is high. But those two guys, you know, if they get their minutes in this kind of matchup with this kind of pace, I don't think there's any problem with having exposure right off the, the opening tip here. Um, Siakam it takes a little downgrade cause he's going to get some dream on green defense for me. And then, you know, Gary Trent's price is, is now normalized a little bit, <clears throat> excuse me. And it's not bad, but not, I don't think I'm going to go there. So for me in this game, I'm going to look at these point guards and see if, uh, if I can fit them in and make sure that they're going to get
0: full run. Uh, and that's, that'll be the key for me. Yeah, I'm open to getting a player or two in this game. Uh, Draymond, I'm looking at a little bit on Golden State. Uh, how does he respond on a back to back? Um, it's not a big journey from Miami to Tampa, um, but, you know, full run for him last night. On the Toronto side, Van Vliet is the guy that I'm looking at the most, probably, along with OG Ananobi ananobi has been so solid lately great just yeah excellent and van vliet he had that big game but it was obviously because lowry was out and he's still out so i think you can look at van vliet and ananobi and trent has had two great games in a row but uh does he go for a third he just doesn't quite do too much else besides scoring So i probably shy away there and look at Van Vliet or Ananobi.
1: Yeah, I'm on the Ananobi bandwagon as well, and his price
0: is still fair enough that you can put him in some spots. So good call. All right, game two, we move to 7.30. Houston in Boston to play the Celtics. The Celtics' 9.5-point favorites, 223.5 total. John Wall is questionable for Houston. First time we've said that all season. Yeah. Or just the first time in a couple days. Boston, yeah. we have uh, Robert Williams back in the lineup and available. Oh, don't make me mad, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> and then Tristan Thompson still out and Semi Ojale still out. So pretty decent pace here with Houston being fifth, Boston middle of the road, and they've got that below average defense. Um, so a decent game environment. And if John Wall sits, let's just say that he does... Then we've got a nice situation for Porter Jr. at a good price against Boston's 22nd-ranked defense, so I like him a lot here. Sterling Brown, if he gets the start, he's playable for me in the 4K range. He is really inconsistent, even with big minutes. He'll get you 35 fantasy points or 15, so be careful with that one. Christian Wood, a couple things I like about him here are that he got 35 minutes in the last game. And now he's back to being power forward eligible on FanDuel. That's nice. So at eight thousand, he's playable for me. I, I do certainly respect Robert Williams's defense, but you know, Wood, you know, rolling out there in a in a decent tempo game, if John Wall's not there, I think he's going to get a lot of opportunity to pay off that value. On the Houston bench, we've got a return to Boston for Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk. Interesting. Um, Olenic. Once removed for Olenek, right? Yeah, yeah once <laughs> removed uh, yeah, for both of them, really. Oh, for both, yeah. yeah. Um, olinick has been playing really well here since the transition to Houston. Yeah. Um, probably a little pricey for me coming off the bench. The guy that I kind of think is kind of intriguing for me here is K.J. Martin Jr. Because I just think that this is the the type of game where he can come off the bench and with his energy go get a bunch of rebounds. Boston is not good. On the defensive glass, and he's going to be playing a decent amount of time when Robert Williams is out, and of course Tristan Thompson's still out. Tice is gone, so he could come in and and uh, do some damage off the bench uh, for a GPP option. On the Celtics side, everybody you know all the key guys there are ready to go, so uh, it's tough for me to zero in on one with these price tags. Tatum. I really liked his aggressiveness against Dallas, taking 24 shots, but he was only one of eight on threes, so just not quite clicking. Uh, but if he kind of takes the reins here, then he he could pay off value. So he's probably the guy I would look to to, to pay up the most here. Uh, but I'm I'm more likely to go with Porter Jr. here, and maybe even Wood. Maybe get a couple Rockets tonight.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I mean this this game is intriguing. I mean, you know, I, if Walls in. You know, I it takes my like uh, for Kevin Porter uh, Jr. away a bit because of the split of some of the usage there. But if Walls out, I think mean, Porter's in play. I know they have Marcus Smart defense and everything, but man, I it's one of the weird things of this season for me is why I've never seen the Celtics look so flat defensively, and it's consistently they just look like. They're confused out there. Right? And and that's so odd for a Brad Stevens team. But, you know, it's been a consist, consistent theme. So I don't know why we, you know, we can't really expect anything different until we see it. But, you know, so I'm looking at Porter if Wall's out. Um You know, the Olenek thing, now that they're playing him <clears throat> alongside Wood a lot as well, that, you know, shrinks down Wood's, uh you know, really the the potential of him having one of those 70-point, 60-point games that he threw a few on the board, uh, you know, when he first got there. So, you know, the, it's odd, but I, I don't like that uh, rebounding share uh, somewhat of a, with Olenek playing next to Wood. So not really planning on going in that direction. I do have a guy I'm targeting on Boston, and, and it's a guy I normally don't. I like Jalen Brown today. I think this game fits for him. The pace is good. It's a really good pace-up game with Houston being fifth. I don't think they have the guy to guard him. I think that they'll try some different guys, house Porter, et cetera, and I don't think they'll be able to check him at all. Um, I think the Tatum will get the, the teeth of the Jayshon Tate defense, and that will at least contain him a bit. And he's been so inconsistent from deep that, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to be really sold on his play. So I'm a big Jalen Brown guy today, which is odd. Um, Robert Williams, you know, we all had him in our lineup. That's what I had alluded to earlier. And he got scratched like three minutes or four minutes before lock. Um, and that was sort of a mysterious scratch. I always think that he's in play, but his pricing now has gotten to the point where You know, you're going to have to really pay if you get him. And Christian Wood is a a terrific defender. I'll tell you, one of the best stories of the season, I think, is the fact that Christian Wood was just like a sliver away from not being in the NBA multiple times. Then he's, you know, he, he gets a little bit of a chance, buried on the bench, though, in Detroit, behind Drummond and guys, can't get on the floor, only because injuries does he show a glimmer of hope. And then he has a couple of good games, gets a contract, which ends up being like super bargain basement for Houston. And now the guy plays like he looks like an all-star, not just offensively, but on the glass. And he's a great defender. So, you know, because of that defensive prowess, I don't think I'm going to go to uh, Williams at that price. I think he's a decent play, but, you know, I'm probably just going to skip out of this game with a little Jalen Brown and, and be on my way. All right. Well, your Mavericks are next. Are you gonna turn in that direction? Oh, the Mavericks game. The Mavericks are favored by five and a half, which is quite a bit. Uh two thirteen and a half is the lowest total in a Mavs game in a long time. And that just shows, you know, why the Knicks are so slow. You know, it is nineteenth and twenty-seventh pace. Dallas has not been good defensively consistently all year. They're 23rd. They have moved up from 27, so I guess that's some movement in the right direction. We know Knicks have had top-five defense all year, and they remain there. You know, the big thing here is going to be, are Barrett and Rose going to play? They're both questionable. They're two guys that get very key minutes for this team, um, you know, if they're in there. Barrett hasn't missed, I don't believe, a game. So that's, you know, that's a big open spot if he sits. You know, I— I'm not going to spend the Buku bucks on Luka and Porzingis just because I know Thibodeau is going to run some doubles at Luka, and I know that they're going to slow the pace way down, and especially if they're shorthanded at the guard side, they're going to walk it up, they're going to use the shot clock, and you really can't afford to spend those enormous bucks on this size of a slate, in my opinion, for guys that aren't just going to get enough possessions. And I know Luca can get a triple-double before he can blink. He's sort of like Westbrook. But, you know, it's still going to catch up at some point. No love, I'm just, no
0: love for Przingis going back to New York?
1: Well, you know, here's the thing. Things ended so badly there. You know, there were all those allegations and bad blood. And I think now that fans are back, uh, not in full, but back enough, they're going to boo the living daylights out of them. You know, I I think he's going to be a little distracted as I'm, he's not he ha- doesn't strike me. And we've had you know this discussion a little bit in the past. He just doesn't strike me as you know a tough backbone guy that just is super competitive and rises to the occasion. Yeah, he's a freak. He's seven foot three and can play like a guard and shoot like a, a you know a two guard. <clears throat> but as far as between the ears, I just don't think he's that tough. And I think Knicks fans and Philly fans are probably the the two, you know, New York and Philly fans are the two toughest groups. I think he gets harassed a little bit and, you know, they'll make it, you know, ugly because I don't know if you remember the story from years back, but, you know, there were like rape allegations and all these terrible things. So I think that gets in his head a little bit with them taunting him, which I think they'll do. And I know that sounds like I'm digging deep on it, but I think that is more of the narrative than him in the repay of the narrative. So, uh, plus the, plus the Knicks play great D they're going to stick Nerlens Noel up his nose. And then Taj Gibson is going to wear him like a blanket. So <clears throat> I just don't want to go there as l- great as Luca is. Uh, also, I just don't think there's enough possession. So I'm off the Mavericks tonight. I, I just don't think that it's worth it, uh, You know, both are also on the first night of a back-to-back, and Carlisle's also, you know, babies his guys. So there'll be a minutes reduction if it's possible. The guy that I'm going to go and spend up for, and I'm going to have to sit there and root against my Mavericks again, like a dum-dum, but, you know, DFS is DFS. I don't see how they stop Julius Randle. I mean, Dallas has consistently gotten killed by guys in the paint and the mid-range game, game after game after game. And Randall's probably in the top three in the league in that category. And I just think he's a monster here. I mean, Mitch Robb being out actually helps Randall a little bit because Noel's rebound numbers are a little lower than Mitch Robb and blocks and such. So, you know, I think he picks up. If Barrett's out, then it even compounds more. Julius is going to be, you know, talk about ice in your left shoulder because all the shots – he's definitely going to take a lot of shots. So he's my my favorite payup guy on the on the slate, believe it or not. And, you know, with the news with Rose, I also want to see, <clears throat> I think that Alfred Payton is a, has a possible shot here. And if both Rose and Barrett out, it brings Burks into play. So, you know, I'm going to have to find, I have an old Knicks hat somewhere. I'm going to have to dig that out. My son will probably throw me out, but, uh, I I may go two Knicks in this game and zero Mavericks and then just try to not, uh, you know, cry about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, your points make a lot of sense. Uh, I like Randall as well. And Peyton is a big target for me here. If either Rose or R.J. Barrett are out, he's such a great price on both sites, and he got up to 28 minutes last game. Yeah. Um, so I like Peyton here. Uh, Noel is also interesting here as a GPP option going against his former team. Um, but, That's yeah, true. I, I like Randall and Peyton here. Uh, there's a decent chance I'll get a good amount of shares of both of them tonight. Be, be careful the Noel-Taj
1: Gibson split is starting to happen a lot, I noticed, since Mitch Robb went down this last time. You know how you know uh, Tibbs counts on those old guys that he had before. And he finished actually. Uh, uh, Gibson, or uh, uh, yeah, he finished the game last game. So just something yeah, to keep in mind. Yeah, eye on. they
0: both played twenty-four minutes. So yeah, that's that's true. I guess that's a split. That is a split. <laughs> All right, let's move to eight o'clock. We've got Charlotte. I, I guess I have to say the name of their team and Indiana, a four-point favorite here are the Pacers at home, two twenty-one and a half total. And this is a back-to-back for Charlotte, and somehow I got stuck <clears throat> with this game, and yeah, uh, I'm you still... get a lot of swear words in the chat about the Hornets I'm last still night. reeling from their performance last night. It was it was really surprising to me that... It's nuts. Playing against Brooklyn, uh, that they just had such a dud. They got smoked by 22, and they're behind big the whole game, and... You know, I wish I'd listened to what I had said more about how it, because it was a front end of a back-to-back, there was a risk with Charlotte, and I just didn't think they'd get blown out. Um, no, nobody did. So, it, you know, it would have been better in a GPP situation, uh, but to see Graham play 21 minutes? That is disgusting. Rogier 27, Hayward, 29. They both, they, they, all shot below 50%. So just, just a tremendous dud for those guys. How do they rebound here? better pace, well, a good pace game, not a better pace game, but Indiana is eighth, which I again continue to be uh, struck by. that's just higher than I would yeah. have pictured for them, and they're rising I agree you know yeah. they were they were out of the top ten, then tenth, then ninth, and eighth, so they're gradually moving up the charts there. They do have a top ten defense um uh do we go back to any of those guys? Probably not the 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 one narrative here is that we've got Gordon Hayward going back to Indiana and he's only mm-hmm. 7000 on FanDuel which is uh, a price that he can certainly pay off sure um the other key new, news here is that Monk is doubtful i saw him limp off the court after he'd been questionable with a, a foot issue so i really don't think he's going to play and that will give more minutes to those key guys so we'll see. I'm, I, you know, I'm not gonna roster more than one of them. Uh, Graham, I think, is still a really good price on FanDuel. Indiana side, we have Sabonis questionable and Lamb questionable. Um, that'll be huge. If Sabonis sits, then Doug McDermott comes into play. He's in the 3K range on both sites. Right. Turner also gets a little bit of a bump. Uh, he's playable in my mind at 6,000, but. You know, not the not the best game environment overall. Uh, in addition to Charlotte having a back-to-back, it's a front end for Indiana. Holiday still priced at 3800 on FanDuel. Uh, once again, last game took eight threes, so yeah. he's got the potential. I don't think I'll go to uh, any of the key Indiana guys here, though. Um, just the way that this slate uh, plays out. Um, We'll see though with the Sabonis news if anything changes, but most likely a value play for somebody like Holiday or McDermott if Sabonis is out, or I just pass this one.
1: Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I, I don't think this is the best game scripting uh, possibility here when you see see how this one rolls out. I mean, the the both teams being on one side of a back to back or or the other, you know, uh, defenses are decent, pace is just you know decent but not tremendous. And then you've got a lot of rotation of guys for some of these teams. You know, it's, it's tempting with Charlotte since Lamelo's out and Monk's probably going to be out. You know, Graham, Rogier and Hayward are f- the first three guys that pop up for me in this game. And I'm tempted on those guys because I know they were horrible last night, but at least they didn't play a ton of minutes. So they should have something in the tank. I do like Rogier, His price isn't great at all. But I think he's dangerous here to, to throw up a big game. He should get extended minutes, and uh, I wouldn't blame anybody for going to Rogier or Graham or Hayward. I wouldn't stack them, but, you know, when I weighed the three of them, uh, Rogier came up best for me. Don't want to mess with the big stuff with Charlotte. It's just not, not really, uh, you know, worth it on this side of the slate. You know, if Sabonis sits, like you said, it does bring Turner in. I think I think Turner will be overowned though. If Sabonis sits, everybody's going to think, okay, Turner's going to get 25 rebounds, blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's as impactful as you think. I think that what they'll do is Goga will get extra time off the bench, and he's been playing great. That, that guy's talented. He can shoot threes. He's really big. He gets rebounds. So I think he gets some run. They may dust off Jakar Sampson and let him, you know, they always seem to do that when Sabonis or Turner are out, all of a sudden, you know, Jakar Sampson gets 15, 16 minutes and, uh, you know, and get some things done. I agree with you, though. I think if he sits that McDermott ends up being the prize in in the mix here because his price is so low, uh, his DFS points per minute are good. And his usage is solid when he's in there. I mean, he's a really good key contributor. So I would consider him at the super low price. Um, I agree. I don't want to pay up really for the other guys on Indiana. But it's funny. I mean, <clears throat> one of the two seems to mention Justin Holliday like every two or three days. And we keep, we always say, wow, his price is still so low. And he's taken this many shots and all these minutes. And I just we never pull the trigger on him, but it's getting to the point now at his price point that he is. I think he's a good value play, and I think what happens is we talk about it like that, and then as the day goes on, better value opens up and we pivot off of him. But if it doesn't, I'm going to keep Justin, you know, in the back of my mind here because uh, you know he doesn't need much to pay off, and he certainly gets the shots up. I mean, they run plays for him. I was really impressed the other day. They came out of a timeout and they ran a staggered screen and it was strictly for a shot for Justin holiday. So he is a key component to that team. Um, <clears throat> i have got the frog in the throat tonight today. Um, so, you know, it, again, not my favorite game on the card, but I think, you know, you can look at Rozier if, if you have salary and maybe go with a, a, a real good value play in holiday or McDermott. All right. <clears throat> it's Minnesota-Memphis, right? Yes, sir. 2.31, Andrew. Can we set, set the siren off? We only That's one of our <laughs> 2.30 specials. Yep. Uh, we've got Minnesota on the first night of a back-to-back. So uh, right now, pace, second and sixth. So I love the way these games come out. I get the better games almost all the time. And it's just by... Or, happenstance, you know, (laughs) um, defense for Minnesota, uh, gaudy 27th, seventh for Memphis though. Um, a Kogi questionable. Uh, we got Allen questionable Winslow out, um, you know, triple Jason, same scenario that we've had here for a while. Uh, you know, this is, this is a fun game to look at. I mean, you've got two teams that want to score. They want to get up and down. Um, I've finally jumped on your McDaniels bandwagon. It's taken a while. Uh, he had that monster game and and then uh, just an average game. I think he's a real talent. I think they've decided they're going to give him serious minutes, and I think he he deserves consideration in this matchup. Um, Anthony Edwards is always a, a possibility for me, but I, I'm afraid he gets a little Dylan Brooks harassment today so I don't want to spend quite that much on him. Um, Malik Biz- Beasley has been god-awful, though. I mean, his shooting percentage is a, is a joke, but the potential's there. I mean, I guarantee you one of these days, he's going to break the slate. And, you know, I'd love to be on him when he does it, but I just don't know if I have the guts to do it. Um, not liking, really, the Cat-Joval matchup, I think, is... You know, Kat's not a good defender, but Val, I think, will muscle him a bit. So I don't want to use that spend up for him. Uh, I think the best play in this game is probably Ja Morant. His price is so low, and, you know, he's he does have somewhat of a curtailed ceiling just because of some inconsistencies in minutes and such. But I do think the matchup is great. The pace, uh, you know, the defense he's going to get. Uh, I think this is a game he could really shine and do well, especially uh, at the price point that he is. So uh, as great as this game is with the 231 number, you know, I can I can see myself having a one-off from each side, uh, maybe McDaniels and, and Jaw, but uh, I'm not going to stack this game,
0: although I do like it. What do you think? Yeah, it's certainly stackable. Yeah. Um... Yep. you could get several guys in here and hope for a double overtime game like Atlanta, San Antonio yeah. last night, and you just you smash it. Uh, these teams have that potential with this pace, and I also lean towards these Memphis guys with the bad Minnesota defense. Jaw right there in play for me. I like Dylan yeah. Brooks as well. Good price. You get you see wings do well against Minnesota, True. and uh, he's the he's the kind of guy who can have a ceiling game if he's shooting well because he will take a lot of shots. Oh, yeah. Then oh, Ky- yeah. Kyle Anderson is, you know, worth mentioning if Clark is out again. But it, it yeah. seems like Clark is available and, and ready to go. So I probably won't go there. And I will look at Joe Val though. Um, these teams played yeah. earlier this season, and he had 24 and 16. And Cat was playing in that one. Uh, and I'm not a huge Val fan because of his inconsistencies. But I think he's capable here of paying off value. On the Minnesota side, yeah, Jane McDaniel's really uh, making a name for himself here recently, and he's gone nine x and then seven x. Now his price is up a little bit, so uh, you know not the trend that you want. Um, but here's the thing I kind of like, you know, really digging into his performance. He's shooting more threes and shooting really well. He's 11 out of his last 20 on three pointers. Man, so that really helps him with these stealing games because he does all the other stuff blocks and steals and rebounds. So, if he's shooting it well again, then you know he could easily smash again. So, he's in consideration. Yeah. And then Beasley, I agree with you, he's got the capability to smash that price tag. And he did shoot well in the last game, hit five three pointers, but he hasn't done quite as much else with Edwards out there. Um. You know, and it's just, it feels like a different role for him than earlier in the season when these guys played. He went 28-6-5. and five. Yeah. So, you know, that was the type of game you were looking for with Beasley. He hasn't done it yet since he's come back with Edwards. So, a little risky for me. So, um, you know, maybe McDaniels, but more likely a, a Grizzly or two for me tonight.
1: You know, one last thing about McDaniels that really stands out for me. The last two games, I watched him quite a bit. Do you know that I believe that he is the best defender on that team? And he guarded the best player from the other team in all the key situations and down the stretch. So here's a coach that's counting on a guy to be a major offensive contributor and the best defensive contributor. So... I feel like his minutes are locked solid. And I think that we're going to see his price continue to rise and he's going to be, uh, become a really popular DFS player, uh, throughout the rest of the season. In my opinion, I'd rather get him now before he goes up another thousand bucks.
0: Yeah. Terrific length and athleticism for sure. Yep. All right. Second half of the slate here. And again, reminder, we're going to build our two brains are better than one lineup on FanDuel here at the end of the show so that you can plug it in, uh, on FanDuel in your GPPs, and then follow us on Twitter for any changes to that lineup at DFSCoachTalk. Yes. All right, we've got Atlanta in New Orleans. Both teams coming off an overtime game last night. Atlanta, two of them, as I mentioned, in that win over San Antonio. Uh, New Orleans with that tough overtime loss to Orlando. They didn't have their three key guys, Zion, Brandon Ingram, and Lonzo Ball, so we're going to mark them questionable again for this one. And on Atlanta, we still are going to have John Collins out, DeAndre Hunter out. Now, we've got a close spread here, one and a half. Uh, Hawks are favored, 223 and a half total. And we have four of the six variables that we want. Both bad defenses, both very good offenses. The only thing we don't like, pace, 26 and 21. So you combine the slow pace with both teams playing an overtime game last night I'm a little concerned about the game because of that. But, um, you know, the other variables in the game do make it attractive. So uh, got to gotta really pay attention here and figure out who's going to play. If Zion and Ingram and Lonzo Ball are out again, then I will consider these value guys. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, just absolutely awesome. He's tough. Man. Scored... We've been crying for him from day one. Yep. Scored over 30 points. Uh, terrific play. Plays with confidence, aggressive with his shot, uh, still a good price. He's playable for me. Hart, he's had two straight games with at least 14 points and at least 14 rebounds. That's insane. Phenomenal. He's still a good price. How can he get all those rebounds? He's a little dude. He's so aggressive. I love the way he plays. He's been nicked up a little bit, his right thumb. But, Hmm. uh, you know, so looking at the the numbers at the end of the night last night, he was one for six on threes. So you wonder, well... Is that right thumb affecting his shot? But he was five, or, five for six on free throws. So I, I think that's not enough of an issue to to fade him. Uh, and again, if all those guys are out, uh, I think you can go back to Hart. Although he did play 47 minutes, so we'll see what he has left in the tank. James Johnson was a huge value for us, and wow. we are on and him he was. from the beginning of the night. Uh, project- dead men. Yeah, dead men. Uh, Price projected him as a starter. He was awesome. Uh, Could happen again. Uh, Kyra Lewis Jr. got 33 minutes. Decent line. Took 13 shots. He's still a good price. So all those guys are in play for me, if the key guys for New Orleans are out. On the Atlanta side, our man Bogdan. uh, Should we just call him Mr. 10X? I think so, man. I I think we should call him...
1: uh, You should have a a crown on like we did in the old days when you (laughs) used to beat me in the contest. (laughs) You've been calling for Bogdanovich. I got I got to love on you a little bit here because we had some members sort of barking at you, you know, like, why are you just playing Bogdanovich every slate? And this was before he got plugged back into that starting lineup. And I'll tell you what, man, he is a great player. He was a great signing and he is an outstanding second uh, banana for young. And he's been killing it. So, you know, hats off to you. And all our I know all our members were just loving it. Uh, We had uh, Godfather of Gains, you know, was was giving you, you know, the the you are his agent treatment like I was, too, but in a fun Mm -hmm. way. So great stuff there. Great call. And, you know, when you watch him play and last night I was watching, he got a lot of minutes Mm -hmm. too. he the dude never looks tired. He never sweats. He never breathes hard. It's just that stroke is there. So, anyway, I wanted to go on a little Bogdanovich r- uh, rant there. Yeah, it we, awesome. gotta,
0: we should celebrate him. And, you know, got we, coach, we I just I, I had the crown here on the table, believe it or not, still. So I've got it thrown no. on. Celebrate uh, a little Bogdanovich here. T- Mr. Uh, 10X, uh, uh, he's going straight to the Hall of Fame. And that was a lot of fun joking around with the members with him last night. And he fin- he won the tug of war against FanDuel, 4,200, 10X. Nope, they keep him at 4,200, 10X again. By the way, in regulation, this is not one of those. Double right. overtime games. Oh, sure. He had a ceiling game because it was double overtime. No, he had 10x in regulation. So he yes. won the tug of war because today he's 5,500. Ouch. So yeah. Now he's just... got little gut
1: punch there. Yeah.
0: Similar performance. He'll just be at 8x today. So oh, yeah. That's, we don't like 8x. No, we, we, we don't want double digits. We don't want 8x, guys. But, <laughs> um, you know, can you go back to him? Yeah, you can at 5,500. Yeah. Um, playable but big minutes for him too 45 minutes last night and trey young so he was the flip side he ended up with 30 points but if it had only been a regulation game he would have not even come close to his value no you know he, he, he was, looks hurt yeah he's he's he, he's dinged up with the knee Um uh, yeah. didn't take a three-pointer until late in the fourth quarter i know and then he kind of took know. over in the overtime sessions and and uh you know the offense was running through him so yeah. uh, I, I'd beware, though. I, yeah. I just didn't think he looked right. Yeah, so I'm not going to go there. Um, Capella was awesome. Um, Gallinari was good, but he played 36 minutes. Lou Williams got that at first action, played 22 minutes, took 10 shots.
1: And then he went for chicken wings at his favorite spot, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Um, That's so, why he's back in Atlanta. <laughs> right, right. So on a, on a normal slate without overtime last night, I'd probably be more excited about this game. But d- depending on the value, I, I may get another Pelican or two out there tonight.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I'm with you, man. I, I think Vegas tells you the story here. The line, the line from betus.com.pa is 223.5. Normally in this game with these two teams, even though Atlanta's defense has improved a little, You would think it'd be close to 2:30, And I think they see that the potential of some of these studs sitting and these teams both being a little tired. So that gives me a little cause of warning also. So I don't really want to pay up for the Atlanta guys as much as they crushed for us yesterday. I I'm still interested in the Pelicans. I think not all of these guys are going to be back. I can't imagine there's going to be a staggering of some of them, playing or not playing. So if you just get Ingram back or just uh, uh, Zion, then by all means, they're in a great spot to smash. So you've got to go that direction. But if two, or th- two of the three sit out, you know, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Walker, Kyra Lewis, um, you know, those guys, and of course, Josh Hart, they have to be considered the best value on the slate right now if that's the case. Um, so I think you just... Keep an eye on the news in this game, and then, you know, I do want exposure here, uh, but I'm not going to overdo it, whereas in a normal situation without all the variances that that you mentioned, um, you know, I, I would probably stack it, but not – I think we just need to watch how it plays out, see who's going to be in there. And if all the news isn't in, this is a perfect spot, you know, to save a spot, you know, plug Zion in there or whatever. Save that spot, and if if you get news before that game, then there's a, you know a bunch of games afterwards. You can easily shift them out. So uh, you know you got to start planning for stuff like that if you don't now, because with all of this news, people don't really pay enough attention. And if they do make a pivot, sometimes they get screwed over and have to take a guy that's not you know conducive. So if you're playing, especially on places where you can play that. Uh, you know, that extra guy that can be in any position like on DraftKings and Yahoo, that's where you want to plug these guys in. It opens up um, more possibilities. But where you're scrapped in on uh, FanDuel, you know, look through it and say, if this happens, this is the 2v2 I'm going to make to get to where I want to be. So just a little thing I want to throw out there because this is a perfect scenario for something like that
0: yeah exactly especially on DraftKings where they have the crown there as the symbol make sure you put him in the utility spot so you can pivot to anybody in those late games
1: yep so i've got chicago utah yeah yep 224 and a half utah favored by a big 12 and a half first night of a back-to-back for utah pace seventh and 13th uh so decent pace for sure Chicago in the middle of the pack, defensively, Utah third. We know they're tough on D. But the big news here is who's going to play and who's not. You know, Donovan Mitchell, questionable. Angle's probable. But for Chicago, we've got the backcourt of White and Levine, both questionable. Temple already rolled out. So there's a lot of possibilities that can happen in this game. It isn't going to be a target game for me anyway, because I do think, you know, the Bulls are going to be okay. But They changed out a a massive part of their roster with bringing Vuk in and sending some guys out. I think it's going to take them a while to get real comfortable with each other. And especially now with guys injured, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to be have the real good continuity. Utah, on the other hand, even with Mitchell out, they just they have that base of seven or eight guys. They play max. They all know their roles. They know how to fill in for everybody else that's out there. You know, so the double digit spread and the not too high of over under, you know, it de- definitely gives me some some caution of, of uh, over over playing here. I, I do see a few prices, though, that are odd to me. Patrick Williams seems just so incredibly cheap for a guy that plays quite a few minutes that, you know, in a, in a pickle, if we don't have a whole lot of value open up, I think he's worth a look. Um, the other Bogdanovich, the one I have a tendency to back more often, uh, smashed for me the last time. And he seems to be, and, and nobody played it that way. Everybody played, they jumped on Clarkson, they jumped on uh, Ingles. They were you know, looking for everybody that was going to take that Mitchell usage. And it's pretty easy to see going back the last couple of years here, When Bogdanovich is out there, it opens up more shots for him more than anybody else. And he took advantage of that, and he hit him. So, you know, I I like him again in this spot if Mitchell sits, again, again because just the value piece of it, and it's a differentiator, it gives you some good leverage. So I'm looking that direction possibly, Um, not really interested in the bigs here. And so, uh, you know, a 1v1 here could happen. Sadoransky... Definitely got a, a more run, more usage with with Levine and Whiteout, but we need to see what those guys' status are uh, beforehand. Don't get sucked into the one-game great game of Denzel Valentine. He does that, like, once every 20 games he'll have 35, 40 fantasy points, and then everybody rosters him and he gets nine. So I'm just – I'm not going there. I think that's a trap, but um, – you know, that's how I see that one
0: rolling out. Yeah, I wish I'd played him last slate because I mentioned him on the podcast and then didn't play him, and he was I know, awesome.
1: I, I thought about it, too. Yeah. I was furious. Every yeah. It's one of those where you're almost rooting harder for a guy for no reason at all to do bad because right. you just
0: don't want to kick yourself in the butt. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. Well, thankfully, we have a new slate here today. And if those guys are out, Levine and White, I'll look at Saturansky. Even Patrick Williams or Laurie Markin as starters getting more of an opportunity, even though it's a tough matchup, I think they, you know, one of those guys can certainly pay off the price tag. And with Utah, Donovan Mitchell is interesting to me because I, I do think he'll play. It seems like the reason he didn't play last game was because the Utah Jazz had a lot of trouble on their flight. And yeah, is that the craziest story? Yeah, so he he stayed home, uh, so I think he'll be out there. And did you hear what happened? Yeah, they had. On that- yeah, they had a lot of trouble. They had to, you know, land the plane. And well, he, yeah. he they ran into a bunch of
1: birds. Yes, and there was like blood splattered all over the side of the plane. And he just like freaked out. Right. And he he, he doesn't want to get on a plane now. And it was just you talk about a weird story. But uh, yeah, craziness, man. So he's healthy. That's why exactly. I wanted to bring it up again. It's not like he's hurt. Exactly. So and we look at yeah. what.
0: Uh, what Booker just did to Chicago in that spot right. on the wing. He scored, yeah. what, 44, 45 points. Um, yeah. and, and Mitchell's been playing awesome lately. So you could look there. Um, he could be a great,
1: great sneaky play yeah. unless unless they start chanting or throwing birds at him or something right. in the crowd. That right. would be mean. And if, <laughs> if Ingles
0: is out, you could look at one of the other key guys there on the wing for Chicago. Uh, sorry, for Utah. All right, let's move to ten o'clock. We've got three games to go uh, before right. the two brains lineup after our sleep too. Yeah, three gamers. So we start with OKC in Phoenix, two nineteen and a half total. Phoenix favored by thirteen. They are the much better team here, thirty three and fourteen. Yes. And uh, for news here, lots of guys still out for OKC. Shea, Ty Jerome now out. Muscala still out. Dort still out with the concussion. Baisley, Horford we know are still out. Pokuszewski is available. And then with Phoenix, we have Abdel Nader, Frank Kaminsky out, Torrey Craig questionable. Now, this is not, not a great game environment. Uh, we got the slow pace of Phoenix, their number six defense. OKC is solid defensively, they're 13th, they're bad offensively. Uh, maybe a value play or two, though, for OKC. A lot of the prices for these guys have gone up, but Svi Kaluk is still $3,700. On FanDuel, uh, coming off a 22-9 game, getting big shots, big minutes, he's playable for me. Moses Brown, a little bit interesting at 7,200. I, I think he could pay off value. Uh, probably won't go to anybody on the bench for OKC. Probably one of those starters. Uh, on the Phoenix side, not particularly excited about anybody. Um, Saric is, you know, an option if. Torrey Craig is out. I think his you know, his, his minutes are pretty solid in that 18 to 20-minute range. Uh, 3,800 on DraftKings, GPP option, but not too excited about this game overall. I'm with you
1: 100%. This is probably my least favorite game on the slate, believe it or not. It's, I think it's got a, a ton of blowout potential. Uh, you've got just a, a MASH unit, basically G League team for Oklahoma City. Uh, you know, Monty Williams isn't a guy that plays his guys big minutes, especially in the fact that, you know, he, he wants to keep them fresh for this run down the stretch. So I don't want to spend up for the Phoenix guys. I think it's just throwing bad money at a <clears throat> situation that can easily bust. And then on the Thunder side, you know, I agree with you. You get a little bit of value with even Maladon a little bit. McKay, Luke and Poku, those three guys, you know, slightly in. You know, at a possibility as a, a decent value, um, but I just I don't see the game script coming out here well. Uh, I know the rotation's shorter for K- OKC, but Phoenix slows the game down and they get you stuck in that half court set and just too many good open possibilities on this slate. Uh, I, I'm going to pass this game. Okay. All right, Milwaukee and Portland, very interesting game. Uh, You know this this game has potential. It's it's three, uh, by Milwaukee favorite and the biggest number on the board two thirty six and a half. So is this going to be your stack game, Mister Andrew? Um, probably not. Oh, okay. Well, well, a couple things. They're both on the first night of a a back to back, so that could be a concern. Yeah, yeah. And then pace is right. Pace is three and seventeen. Uh, defense eight for Milwaukee, but we know Portland's just terrible 29th, lots of news that we need to see. You know, we know PJ Tucker is still out the newly acquired Teague and then Portis, both questionable. Nazir little out for Portland. So, you know, you've got some scenarios here that are interesting. I, you know, Dame is a stud. Drew holiday is awesome. Defensively, he feeds on his offense and defense together. This is the best he's played all year, and so that it takes Dame out of the equation for me. In fact, I like Drew. I, I mean, it's not—he's not one of those guys. Like I said, that if he's playing a tough opponent defensively, that wears him out. And he doesn't get the offense. You can go back and look at historically when he has to rise up and play the guys like Curry and Lillard and these guys. That's when he has a tendency to score. I think he gets more into the flow. And he's been hot lately. So Drew is definitely on my radar uh, for this slate. Um, I think you can consider the small forwards on both sides, Middleton and Powell, both playing, uh, you know, good, both priced in the same area. Uh, Can't afford both, but I think you got to take a look at both. Um, I, you know, Giannis will probably be one of the highest guys uh, on the slate, highest owned, but, you know, Covington can defend, and they have guys that they'll switch off on him. Uh, I think they can give him enough trouble, and I know you know he may be a good pay-up spot for a lot of people. I'm just not going to go there. I would rather uh, go elsewhere on this slate, and then the Portland Bigs again. You know Nurkic, Canner. A lot of people are starting to you know count on Nurkic, but there's still timeshare, so I'm not crazy about it. So. For me, I like this game. I think you need exposure to this game, but I, I'm not going to stack it. I, I like the Holiday Middleton Powell uh, theme to it a bit, and possibly CJ, but I just wish he wasn't priced so high. But uh, but that's
0: it for me. Yeah, you, you've touched on all the key reasons why I probably won't stack this game. Um the other thing with Drew Holiday is that in addition to his price going up, those last two great games that he had were both in L.A. and the Staples Center. They even talked on the broadcast in the last one about how he gets hyped for playing close to home. And True. now they go up to Portland, and it's a front end of a back-to-back. Milwaukee is not the team you want to get you know, too ex- too much exposure to when they're involved in a back-to-back. Um, yeah. So any of these guys could smash against Portland's bad defense, but... You know, I think I can gain an edge by fading it primarily. And then with Portland, I'm just not thrilled about um, the price tags with C.J. McCollum, especially Lillard. They're high. His shots down a little bit with with McCollum back, Drew Holiday defense. The the only price tag I kind of like is Covington on DraftKings. He's 6,100 I think he can easily pay that up. He's he's much more expensive now on FanDuel at 75. And then Nurkic, his minutes limit is an issue, 19-19-21. So I'm not expecting any big jump there. So could easily be a pass game here and, and hope that we don't get any extreme outcomes. And I, I just like the, the Minnesota-Memphis game a little bit more if I'm going to stack one game tonight.
1: You know, the other thing I'll bring up real briefly here is I, you're not going to see me chasing many Portland, Lillard, McCollum, or Powell very much anymore. And I used to play Lillard all the time. But the reason being is Powell is a volume shooter and a good one. And that also pulls away from Lillard McCollum. And then we were Lillard's pricing is based on when even McCollum was out. So he was getting all the usage. Now he's got McCollum and Powell to share the ball with. And that small four uh, spot has been basically taken by strictly defensive players like Jones Jr. and these guys that never shoot unless they're Completely wide open, last resort. So that timeshare at guard for Portland is not good DFS news.
0: Agreed, completely. All right, last game of the night here: L.A. Lakers against Sacramento. Two twenty-two total. Sacramento, Sacramento favored by four and a half. They're on the front end of a back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, we do like games with Sacramento. Last in defense, top ten offense, top ten pace. Um, And when these teams played about a month ago, it was pretty similar lineups. And it was 123 to 120. Schroeder, Kuzma, and Harrell were all awesome. But their prices have gone up significantly since then. So, you know, even though Drummond is out, uh, Wesley Matthews questionable, um, I just, the the price tags don't don't jump out at me for for anybody. So I, I may not play any of the Lakers because of the prices. Sacramento somewhat similar here um Heald and barnes were great against the lakers fox didn't do that much and they didn't have halliburton that game so with right. him back in the mix um you know lakers really as you continue to talk about really trying to slow the pace down here with their key guys out uh, it's just not a great situation for sacramento uh so I, I may end up passing this one. We'll have to figure it out for the late games, the late slate, but on the main slate, this could be a pass for me.
1: You know, I, I'm with you. It's it's odd because I don't think we've like both passed on a Sacramento game ever all year. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just the scenarios right. I think they've over adjusted the Lakers subs now that are all starters because everybody's out. And the pricing just stinks. You know, I'm a little tempted on Kuzma. I'll give two looks at Um, You know, I still think Halliburton's fair, yep. considering the monster minutes he's now getting, and and uh, Walton loves him. So those would be the guys I'll consider, certainly for the after hours, but going to be tight to see if they get into my main slate.
0: All right, well, speaking of the main slate, let's get our two brains lineup going here on FanDuel. Very good. We'll let man. you start us off. You want, I think I got to pick first
1: last time. Oh, you, why don't you take the, you can take first. Okay. I mean, especially coming off your Bogdanovich call, I figured you'd want to like put him in there right away.
0: Oh boy. All right. <laughs> so I have to get a 10 X guy right off the bat here. I'm right, I, That's the expectation. No eight. We need 10. All right. Well, how about out of the power forwards I'm kind of into, um, you know, there's one here that you, uh, yeah, I think you would probably be more open to than the other ones. Okay. And it's Christian Wood. I think at eight thousand, um, okay. I like his his opportunity here, whether Wall is playing or not. And I like that he's a power forward on FanDuel. So let's get Wood out there. Beautiful. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give
1: him a running partner at thirty five hundred dollars. Jalen McDaniels. Wow. Um, How
0: about I th- that. Think that's that's the brother. Uh, so, oh, I put the wrong one. Yeah, Jaden is forty six. Oh, sorry about that. I clicked on the wrong one. Yeah, Dang on it. Uh, you know, I'm glad it happened because it's a good reminder. Um, yes. There are a few scenarios like this with brothers, yep. uh, McDaniels, McDaniels, Cody Martin, Caleb Martin. Um, you, gotta look. You, you got to it, look. It, it, yeah, it, it happens in other sports too. So you, it's a one good reminder to always double check the lineup right before lock. Uh, Last sure time you, I did that, I clicked on Lonzo instead of LaMelo Ball. Yeah, there's I, another good I example.
1: I was I had it in there and was building and I said, Wait, my pricing doesn't look right and that's what I did. So Yeah. We will take the McDaniels family
0: at forty six (laughs) hundred. How's that? Yeah. If only, yeah. (laughs) All right. Um I'm gonna go ahead and put Alfred Payton in here. Forty five hundred. I think he's an awesome value. He's even playable if everybody else plays, but decent chance at least. Either Rose or Barrett will be out, so let's get Peyton in there at forty-five hundred. I like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with
1: a uh, guy we both I think like anyway, so it's not a, a stretch. I'm gonna I want to play Ja Morant tonight for a change.
0: Okay. Uh, it's Minnesota, you know. Yep. Good price there for him, sixty-eight hundred. So I'm matching
1: your position for position.
0: Yeah. Uh, that one you spent up a little bit, but that's fine. It's a good price for him.
1: I got forty-six on the last one, so. Yeah, we're in
0: great shape. We're we we're are. at
1: seventy two
0: twenty. All right, per guy. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for some correlation here and go with Joe okay. Val. seventy six hundred. Let's hope wow. we get a lot of jaw to Joe Val lobs or at least entry passes. Get some assists on his buckets. So let's get Joe Val for yeah, 76. I like it. Usually don't like Joe Val,
1: so I'm a little surprised. But that's cool. I like him. I played him a lot. As long as he doesn't get in foul trouble, we should be golden. That's the key, though. All right. Uh, now, again, follow this on Twitter if you're not a member or in Discord uh, if you are. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I'm going to play. I think he's just uh, – he, he's young. He plays his butt off. I think he gets monster minutes. I don't think Lonzo's back. If Lonzo's back, we'll make a change. But I think at that sub six K price, I think he's just thirty eight minute guy here against, you know, uh, probably Trey, a uh, uh, injured Trey guarding him.
0: Yeah. Okay. Great. Next up, let's see here. We got a decent amount of money left. I know um, we could, we got a pay up somewhere. Let's go with, let's go with Porter, and we'll we may change this if Wall. Is playing. Um, okay. Let's go with Porter for six thousand as a small forward, and then yeah, that's not a bad price. Let's see. I mean, that's going to give you tons of money to to pay up here.
1: Okay, so I got to make a big call on on somebody that's going to cost some cash here that can run the run the entire deal for us. All right, here it is, and I love we explained all of it. And I think it's just an ass kicking play here because people aren't going to have any idea that he's going to go under owned. And we know the true story and we can change it if we need to. Donovan Mitchell.
0: Yep. I like it. I like and it. And that a gives lot. you a lot,
1: man. You got 7,900.
0: Oh, it does. Wow. It sets me oh up. Oh, my
1: for... God. Jalen
0: Brown, my favorite play on the whole slate. Oh, you got to take him. It sets me up for Jalen Brown or Chris Middleton. I know. Uh you know, I'm not quite as into Jalen Brown as you are, but I'll put him what? in here.
1: Put your Celtic screen on for a second. Yeah, see? <laughs> Unbiased.
0: Unbiased. I, I love it, man. You pick who you want. Who's going to win it for us? No, I'll put him in there because with this lineup, it just makes more sense. We already have two Houston guys, so it, it makes sense to put him out there. Um, I do like, I think I think Tatum, even even if Ja'Sean Tate's on him, I think he can score over him. He's got the size advantage. Okay. Uh, but Jalen Brown, he could he could smash here as well. I mean, it's certainly possible. So let's yeah, let's get him in there and finish out the mini game stack. So we've got Alfred Payton, John Morant, Donovan Mitchell, Nikhil Alexander Walker, Jalen Brown, Kevin Porter, Jaden McDaniels at forty six hundred, Christian Wood and Joe Val at seventy six. I like the sound of that. I'll tell you what,
1: I I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'll go on record. This is my favorite two brains lineup we've ever built together. There I don't I'm not having to swallow hard on any of
0: these plays i love them yeah me too i'm I'm excited about it so jump in with us as a member because that's where we'll uh give the updates throughout the night Uh, if it's during the slate we need to make last minute changes that's where we do it um so go to dfscoachtalk.com pick up whichever length of membership you want if you haven't tried us out yet grab the three-day pass for 10 bucks join us this weekend for all of our sports it's an awesome time Coach and Josh are off to a great start with our baseball lineups. You get all our basketball lineups, every slate, full FanDuel lineups, Yahoo, and then the DraftKings Coaches Clipboard. Uh, the BetUS offer is still there as well. BetUS.com.pa, deposit 149 use the promo code COACHTALK, and you're going to get to use that 149 on your sports wagering action, and you get a free membership with us until June 1st. So basically a free membership. Uh, any questions, reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. That'll do it for today. We appreciate you joining us. Make sure to come back tomorrow. Coach will have the solo Saturday slate ready to go for you. So that will do it. On behalf of Coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hanson. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.